Hey everybody, hopefully this is working. The last time I tried to do a live stream, my camera imploded on itself. So I am going to attempt to do some testing, do some uh, stress testing on the equipment. I even have a secondary camera. So if things do implode, <laughs> I can try a different, a different interface. So uh, to occupy the space and time on this. If you have something you want to discuss or whatever, just let me know. I, uh, I know it's been a, a while since I've done a live stream, so I gotta, I've done a, it's been a while and the software I use has been updated like about 18 times. So there's a lot of new features and features are outstanding, but Sometimes that creates a problem. So if anyone is actually connected, let me know if you can hear and see me. I do see a thumbs up, so that's good. That means somebody's out there. I'm not sure if my, my audio and everything is working. Hopefully it is working now. Thanks, thanks, uh, Tim. I appreciate that. Uh, Tiffany is here as well. So hey, Tiffany, how are you doing? We need, we need to meet up again on uh, on Fortnite and do a couple of rounds. I know I haven't been been on much, but uh, would definitely love to to do that with you again. So the messages are coming up slow. CPS sucks. I can only imagine what's happened since the last time we chatted, which was geez, probably a couple months ago now. Oh, the other thing is, in theory, I'm, oh, I noticed this the other day, that if you look, now the software, which I said just updated, shows members who are, you know, whenever I highlight their comments. And I think it also shows, I don't know if it shows the emojis or not. Let's see what happens when I do Tim. Nope, just shows boop. So audio, Tim says audio is fine, outstanding. Oh, I can't even, I don't even know how to pronounce that, but, uh, says from a new grad to a young professional benefit a ton from your old videos. Just got out of supervised visitation after a hearing on DV. Dang, man. Well, I hope your visitation went okay. I know that's not a, uh, a good, a good situation. I just hope to get 50, 50 custody once the entire DV case is done. Yeah. Stay strong. Uh, typically, if you're in that part of the phase where it's just allegations and they're exercising an abundance because they tend to like to do that abundance of caution. And as a result of that, they are, it looks like my light went out. They are, uh, uh, messing with you, um, and making you have to do that. Just try to hang strong on that. Cause typically not always, but typically, uh, they, work through it, realize it's a bunch of crap, and then things kind of normalize. Let me see what I can do here. Let me click on this and see if, well, that didn't do anything. Brightness, is that gonna do anything? Oh, there we go. Okay, so the light is, that's weird. It was like good and then it went away. Hmm, whatever. Okay, sorry about that. Oh, on every night at nine Eastern. Well, I will, Look out for you. Um, though I think I have something going on this evening. 
Hmm. Hmm. I have to double check, but if I can catch you on there, we shall we shall do a team. You know, I am so close to this stuff being over. I, I think I mentioned that in the video I did the other day. I have my youngest graduates high school in uh, June, June 1st, I think. Turns 18, end of August. And this is... I, okay, now I get that it's not over, over, you know, there's always going to be be this dynamic. Hold on, I got to figure out why. Every time I move my, my mouse off the uh, screen, it, it uh, oh, that didn't do what I wanted. It moves all my stuff off of it, all my information. It must be another new feature. Anyways, what I was saying is, is that it's, you know, almost over. I mean... And it's almost hard to believe. I mean, 12 years, almost 12 years. In June, it'll be 12 years. I can't remember if that's divorced or separated. Let me look again. I always have to, I always have to look. So let me do my countdown. And just to the only reason I do this countdown is because I can never remember. So I've been divorced for 10 years, 9 months, separated for 11 years, 7 months. So I think I kind of always look at it that the separation when everything blew apart, that's kind of really when all this stuff really started. Uh, obviously that makes it, um, you know, it's, it's complicated all the way around, but you know, I can, I can remember back when this first started and, you know, and the hammer dropped and, and I was looking at what, the scenario and the situation was going to be, I felt like my life was over. I mean, it was like, oh my God, <clears throat> everything's ruined. Everything's torpedoed. I won't even be able to start rebuilding until now, right? I mean, I actually felt like, okay, well, my life won't start turning around until the last kid is done. And boy, was I wrong on that. Like, oh my God. God, I was wrong on that. Now, don't get, I mean, you know, financially, in a lot of ways, I mean, it's taken a long time to get to this point. But uh, I was able to rebaseline my life. I was able to change my perspective. And my life got better, geez, before even the first kid fell off. And my oldest is now 24 years old. I have a 24-year-old, a 22, 22-year-old, and a 17, almost 18-year-old. Wow. ML says, hey from the UK. Hey to you too. Tiffany says, done with child support after the youngest leaves high school. Yep. Alimony will still be a thing in theory. I'll have to figure that out as time moves on. But yeah, yeah, the last little bit will be done. And my oldest uh, next summer is planning on going to, to finish his last two year or last two years of college at a university in Las Vegas. So he will be moving out. The youngest is already said that they're planning on moving out as soon as as soon as they're eighteen, or maybe when they're. I don't know. We'll see. Now, just but also. 
I have a really great relationship with my youngest. We've been going on a bunch of trips. We, uh, we are planning our epic summer trip, which will take us all the way to Portland, Portland, Oregon, where we are going to pick up a super Pacific camper. And then, hold on, let me see if I can pull this up. So I'll show you the super Pacific. I'm going to attempt to show you this. This, again, I'm testing everything out, right? Basically, one of these. It's like a topper. Can you see my mouse? Yeah, you can see my mouse. It's a topper that also has a tent on it. And this little thing right here slides forward so you can stand up inside the truck and you can, uh, you know, obviously go up into it and stuff like that. It, you know, that's what it looks like from the side. And uh, yeah, so that will be super cool. So that is going to be our epic, our epic uh, summer trip. I made a comment in one of the other videos where where I said, you know, my final trip and someone commented saying, well, that's kind of sad, you know, like, do you, you know, like you don't want to go or whatever. And I'm like, no, that's what I mean is, is like, this is the last summer trip. This is the last, you know, under family court, under visitation, under all that crap. Uh, now keep in mind that, you know, with, at this age, if my youngest didn't want to spend any time with me and said, I'm not coming to see you then uh, <laughs> they wouldn't. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's the time is almost up. Uh, oh, cool, you see that. Isn't that cool, Tim? You guys, let me know what you think of that thing. Um, so, yeah, when I said that, I didn't mean it like, you know, I'll never see my kids again after that. But, I mean, it's just there's a dynamic when your kids are younger and they're still in school and they're not really adults yet and they're not, you know, I mean, it just things change and I know things are going to change. And uh, so I'm really glad that we're going to get to do this final epic trip. Uh, what I'm planning on here, let me try this. Let me go maps and I'll, I'll hit some of your guys' comments. If you have questions and you want me to divert this topic to something completely different, put it in the comments and the comments below. Super Pacific Pacific. Super Pacific U.S. Northwest. I think this is, yeah, yeah, okay. So what I'm planning, let me see if I can do this again. All right, so this is, this is where, where uh, it would be somewhere in here. Gee, oh, that's good. Let's just dox myself. Um, and the idea is, we'll go up to Portland, and then get it installed, and then either camp somewhere in a national forest here and then maybe like even Mount Hood or whatever, but then move, you know, boof over to the coast and then come down, go check out the cheese place at Talamook. Cause uh, a couple years ago we did this and we drove down that way and we missed uh, going to the, the, the dairy thing, you know, whatever. I mean, everyone knows Tela, Telamook cheese and then come down and I, we, we want to go to, uh, where is it? Wherever the Redwoods is, we're going to come down here, Crescent City, like in this area, and, and hang out and do some camping and exploring in the Redwood State and National Park. 
Oh, just as an FYI, uh, if you're going through Redwood National Park and you're used to national parks being where you drive through the you drive through the little gate and they take your money and give you a little pass and send you into the park, that park, since it's a national park and a state park, they don't do that. So if you're not paying attention and you're waiting for, you know, like, oh, cool, when are we going to enter the park? You're in the park. <laughs> Learn that the hard way. Anyways, and then uh, uh, from there, just, uh, whoops, no, no, not that. Oh, no, what did I do? I did something wrong. Let me see if I can get that line back up. And then just basically cruise down and probably go back down the 395, wherever that's at. It'll be the 5. We'll come over here somewhere around Reno and then go back down. The, if you guys, if anybody's in California and you have never, or if you're going to drive through, if you've never driven the 395, it's an amazing, amazing route. Okay. I digress. Okay. Let me, uh, let me look at the comments. We've got a few people hanging out. Ooh, Father Zach says, hey, in Portland, there's a really cool submarine that is docked and out of service. If you can go on a tour on and see the inside of a submarine, that sounds kind of cool. I'll have to check that out. Tim says, are you going to poke the bear and try to end alimony after the kids all are all over 18? Uh, short answer is yes. I have a, so I'll say it this way since more, you know, this isn't private. Yes, I have a plan, and uh, I'm just going to, you know, I have a couple of, uh, of, you know, primary plans and secondary and third order plans. We shall see. We shall see how that plays out. But honestly, the last thing I really want to do is jump into a court nightmare right after I'm finally done. So, <coughs> excuse me, I will just see how it goes. Oh, he, Tim also says, got to go, got to go camping in two weeks ago in Michigan. I think I read that wrong. <coughs> Dang it. Sorry about that. 10 degrees, wind chill of four. Oh my God. And four inches of snow. I need to move to Cali. Hey, you know, the crazy part is, is it has been snowing and rainy and we have had the weird, I would say weird weather, but it's actually the weather we used to have like 10 years ago. So I don't know if this is a, a shift to where it's going to kind of go back to, to what our old normal is, or if it's just an anomaly. Let's see. Father's X says, nice to see you live. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you were able to catch it. I mean, I didn't really, I mean, I did send out the text notification, but I did not, um, <clears throat> excuse me, at least I think I sent out the text notification, but I did not do, uh, hold on, I did not do, anything else. So I didn't really announce it. I didn't, I mean, I scheduled this like 15 minutes before. If, if by chance you want to be on the text notification, text DSD live to 844-598-0012. And that will add you on to that super cool list of about a 70 other people, 75 maybe, and uh, be able to, uh, to get those notifications. I'll leave that on the screen for a minute as I go down. Oh, this is a great one. ML says, amazing how when it happens, meaning this nightmare starting, it feels like the end. It feels like the end if the world and the end of life. Years later, you realize it was actually, okay, there's a button right over there. 
actually the start of your life minus a narc amazing realization yeah and it took me a while to to actually come to terms with that um and when you get to that point it's kind of a game changer you know and that again that's part of that whole rebaselining your life i mean once you realize that things are different well i mean we all realize things are different but what i mean is is once you get to the point where you're like wow this is actually going to make my life better then uh, it, you know, changes everything. All right. Already read that one. <laughs> the topper will keep you above the bears. Uh, you know, I think maybe all it will do is it'll put my head, you know, right at the hors d'oeuvre part for the bear to nom on, you know, nom, nom, nom. But I will say this. I have slept in the back of my truck a couple of times. And I've been in areas where it's bear country and I have been a little paranoid that when I'm sleeping, am I going to wake up to something, you know, sitting on my face? Uh, and this will, you know, definitely uh, should eliminate that. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So this person says, uh, is it is it possible for family court to postpone child support payment till divorce is final? Common assets are divided. Okay, so here's the problem. That's a good question. Here is typically the problem with child support in the court system. Is if it takes them that long to figure it out, they typically will make the start date the date of the filing. So let's say, for instance, let's say you filed one January. We use one January. One January, your divorce is final. In that initial thing, they want, they're asking for child support, divorce, yada, yada, yada. Right? So there's a date asking for child support. Then let's say it takes you a year to figure out everything. And a year later, they say, oh, your child support is $1,000 a month unless somehow it's not written this way, it will default to you're responsible to pay the child support from one July until today, and then $1,000 going forward, which would mean that you would be $12,000 in arrears right off the bat, and you would owe $1,000. Now, if you have been anticipating that and you have that money set aside, great then you just cut a check for $12,000 and then send your first $1,000 uh, payment. The risk is, is oftentimes, depending on where you are financially, that might not be possible. And you might not be able to save that money. Or worse, the $1,000 might not be $1,000. It might be $3,000. It might be, you know, fourth, you know, it might be more. And in that situation, now you have that number times 12 that you have to pay back. So you got to be really careful about that. Uh, and the other thing to keep in mind, you know, if you, once you finally enter the system and if Ch Department of Child Support Services is involved, <clears throat> is involved, they will typically tell you when you're starting to stop giving your ex money. Because anything that doesn't filter through their little fingers, meaning Department of Child Support Services, 
means that they don't know it exists. And if you, so let's say in that scenario, you're like, you know what? I can't do that to my little pumpkin, my rotten pumpkin. I will give them a thousand dollars a month. So you pay a thousand dollars a month. And then at the end, of, but you're giving it to her directly. You're giving it to them directly. And then at the end they say, okay, you actually owe a thousand dollars a month. And oh, by the way, you owe back from before. And you're thinking, well, I paid that. I paid it. Well, there's a chance that they might say, well, you didn't have to, that was just a gift. So that doesn't count. You don't get credit for it, but you still owe that. They almost did that to me. So, and I've known other people that that's happened to. So just be careful about that uh, on how you proceed. All right, let's see. Oh, geez. Tiffany says, uh, best question to ask CPS during a fair hearing trial. Uh, they're they are supporting dental, dental neglect, but dad brushed off referrals for oral surgery. I, uh, oh, that's to somebody else. Um, yeah, see, that's a tough one, right? I mean, I, you, well, I guess what you would do is you try to pull them through the facts and when they're saying, oh, it's your fault. And then like in your situation, whenever you're, you know, you don't have the primary time, even though you're the one making the appointments, you say, uh, just lay out the facts. It would be, it's like, well, were you aware of you know, on this date, this happened on this date, this happened, you know, dad didn't do this. Dad didn't do that. Dad didn't, you know, that type of thing. So unfortunately, Tiffany, you're a perfect example of how a narcissistic ex is able to amazingly spin things around and get away with everything and have us jump through flying ho hoops. So, and unfortunately you're also an example of how this, you know, granted, statistically happens more to guys, but it, it, it's like, it's not biased towards the man or the woman. It's biased towards the narc. And if that happens to be a woman, God help you. And if it happens to be a man, God help you. So. Anyways, it's just frustrating. You know, I'm, you know, I guess that's why, I, and, I, and let me just so pause on a moment for this. You know, that's why I'm so looking forward to this crap being over. You know, I, and I get it. I mean, I, I know that in my situation, <clears throat> every day the ex is trying to find a wedge issue. Every day trying to find a way to light everything on fire. I don't even want to go into details. Um, I mean, I'm too close to the end to light anything on, you know, to help light anything on fire. Uh, pretty much after all this is over, September-ish, I'm planning on uh, revamping the, uh, the channel. So, anyways. It's just, they, they just drag everything down, right? And you can't live in this muck forever. I mean, and, and when I say forever... You know, 12 years is a long freaking time, but it's almost over. You know, your guys' situation at some point will almost be over. And then it will be over. Hopefully, at the end of it, you have a good, strong relationship with your kids. And if you don't, you make your... I mean, that's kind of like... I mean, I'm lucky. I mean, I've been very fortunate that even though the ex has done a pretty good job of trying to light things on fire, I've been able to skip through it and 
mitigate what has happened. However, there have been times where it's been close. And I've made my peace a long time ago that if everything goes to crap, meaning with my kids, and they decide, you know, the day after they turn 18, that, uh, I mean, that's with any of them. I mean, obviously the other two are over that. But if they turn around, they're like, you know, you, you suck. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drill myself into the ground on this stuff. You know, if I'm in their lives and I'm helping them and, you know, I'm being their, their father and their father figure, their stability, great. But I mean, if they choose not, I'm not going to go chasing people. I'm not going to play, play these games anymore. You know, I'm 50 some odd, 52 years old and I'm not going to spend the rest of my life reliving this misery. I mean, I, Granted, this channel, I mean, I'm makes it a topic of that I cover, but um, that's why I'm looking at, you know, I mean, I'm going to do other things. And I'm fully expecting that maybe that's the risk of talking about this. If the other person is like, oh, no, you're going to get your life back. You know, that's not possible. And then decides to try to light me on fire somehow, then I'll just have to deal with it. But I'm, I'm just, I'm done giving power to other people. I, and I and I get that when you're still in the midst of this and you're in court and everything like that, that's it's hard to think of that whenever you're still in the midst of this fight. You know, I mean, fortunately, I haven't had to do that fight for what seven years ish in the court level. Ten years? Well, no, I guess it'd be more than that. Anyways, anyways. Kevin says, DSD, I'm realizing the importance of analyzing our stories that learn to identify red flags. Dwayne, I think that these today, we have no shortage of public cases to analyze narcissistic relationships. Yeah, Kevin, I mean, and that's one of the benefits of this, right? There is so much information. There's books, there's websites, there's YouTube channels, there's you know, therapists that are involved, you know, that understand this stuff now, you know, even some courts or attorneys and judges and stuff are starting to, to understand this stuff more. I really feel for the people. I mean, when I went through this 12 years ago, 10 years ago, or whatever the numbers were, I threw out at the beginning of this, there wasn't information on this. There, there was, I mean, maybe there was, but I couldn't find it. I mean, we're talking about 20, 2011, 2012, I can't remember. And there wasn't a, a ton of information about it. I mean, now granted, when my when the therapist that I had said, you know, it really seems like you're dealing with someone who's a who's MPD, and I did a search on that specific term, I started to find stuff. But even then, back then, I mean, you're you're talking like, okay, so back then. Who was out there? There was Richard Granyan, who was under 50,000. Geez, actually, I think he was around 20 or 30,000 subscribers. And he was living in Malaysia at that point. You know, there was no Angie Atkinson. There was no anybody else. There was him. There was a couple of females, which I can't even remember. Um, there was uh, Ross Rosenberg. And that was it. You know, and, and all of those channels were small. Now you look at it and there's therapists with, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, you know, so there is a ton of information out there now. 
So that's uh, a, I mean, not that, not that going through this at any time is a good time, but this is a better time because at least when you start searching, you know, why is my world upside down? You're probably going to find some information that's going to speak directly to you and tell you what's going on. And, and, and you're going to be like, oh my God, that's my life. I mean, that's what I used to get. I used to get, well, I mean, I guess technically I still get them, but I mean, in the beginning I would get people who would be like, holy crap, were we married to the same person? I mean, you're talking about my life. How are you, you know, the, so you go from feeling completely isolated, feeling completely alone to realizing that you're not, there are other people who've gone through it. And what I like to provide or what I hope to provide is a voice and a pathway through this so that you can see a way, see a way through this that you can get your life back. Because before I started this, I did a search. Before I started this channel, what, six and a half years ago, I went out and I'm like, okay, if I was looking for information, what would I find? And I started typing in anything I could think of. And all I found at the time were people who were, com who were talking about their lives and how it had been destroyed and how it continued to be destroyed and how the relationships with their kids were horrible and how they had no money and how their ex-wives had ruined them and how they were living the high, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, this is not helpful. Going online and seeing story after story after story about how this is going to be the worst thing that ever happened to you and, you know, why even get up tomorrow is not helpful. I mean, if I would have fallen into that trap, I mean, I, hell, I would not be going on trips with my youngest doing camping trips. I wouldn't have been going on trips to, you know, to colleges with my, my oldest kid or my middle kid to look at universities and stuff four years ago. None of that stuff would have happened. Anyways. Hey, Tiffany, 29 months of membership. Hit that like button. I don't know. I don't know how, what that, if that was a... That's cool. It highlighted it. So th man, 29 months. See, the, the problem is, is I had that whole period. I've had that whole period where I've had to kind of slow down on this channel because of different personal things. I wonder if I read this, if I read this one already, I, I apologize. It's, uh, Kevin says, it seems like we have no shortage relationships playing out in all sorts of public cases, such as true crime, true crime podcasts and public court hearings. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, good example. Uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, good example. You got these deletion cases that are just horrible that uh, Dad Talk Today keeps covering that are, <clears throat> you know, examples of this stuff happening. Now, the question is, is when... Is society going to start saying, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's a problem here. You know, there's, the, the, why is this happening? Why are people being terminated on uh, exchanges? Or the person that was taken out the other day finally won 50-50 custody, first night with his, with his four-year-old, and uh, uh you know, ex-father-in-law comes over and I think it was the ex-father-in-law and basically ends the guy. I mean, it's just, you know, it's horrible. These things are horrible. 
Oh, Father X says, I am a custodial dad. You know, hold on, hold on. Where's the button? I'm a custodial dad with a borderline X. That part is not clappy. Uh, when she complains about when she complains about made up nonsense, I say, quote, that's a great marketing slogan, but it's not connected to reality. So it's not not part of the discussion. End quote. Nice, Father X. You know, and see, that's the thing I was talking about, right? I mean, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, mom always got the custody of the kids. Dad always was visitation. And it it was nearly impossible for a father to get custody unless the mom completely just left and just abandoned the family and the kids. I mean, that did happen. Hell, my brother-in-law, that happened too. Anyways, but now... You can have a situation where these things happen. And as long as we on the other side of it that are fighting the, the personality disordered person can maintain our, our, our calm, our credibility, I see this type of stuff happening more often. He goes on to say, when I say that, it shuts down the conversation before I go down the rabbit hole. You cannot, do not take their bait. They absolutely are trying to get you to take bait. Don't fall for it. And it's not easy. I have some, um, some friends who have been going through this who are pretty smart on it, and it's taken them a while to not take the bait. You know, But it's hard because it, there's so much more to this than just a business meeting. It's your kids. It's your future. It's the, you know, primarily, it's affecting your children, and that's the hardest part about it, you know, but uh, it, so it's, it's, it's very easy for most of the time for them to push some buttons and get you to respond in a way that gives them narcissistic supply. And, and that's what, like in Father X's case, that's exactly what his ex is trying to do, is trying to push his buttons and get him into an argument, get them to go back and forth. And the, the, supply on that is the other person just knowing that I, not that they win the argument, the win is getting you to engage. And once you realize that, once you realize that, that it's not that they want to win the argument and prove you wrong, they want you to get in the mud, crawl around, get all muddy. That's the win to them. So even if you win point by point, you still lost in their mind because they got you to, the, to get into the mud in the first place. Anyways, Tiffany says, father has been making and attending appointments without my knowledge, which I think if I remember correctly, he's not supposed to do and has not relayed any info, which also he's not supposed to do claims. He's the parent with claims. He was the parent that was excluding, excluded, finding the truth in the lie. Yeah, pretty much. And, and you know, you guys, if you're not on the discord and you're not familiar with Tiffany's case, there's a, I mean, it's, there's a lot going on there. So, but it's amazing. It's amazing that he's been able to pull that off and he seems to constantly be able to spin that narrative. Kevin says, we need more information about post-separation abuse and legislation to help victims of domestic violence. Oh, I shouldn't have said that word. Uh, coercive control. Kevin, are you in the UK? Because I know they made coercive control of crime in the UK. Yeah, there needs to be more support for it. 
And there needs to be more awareness of it. And, and we're getting there. It's not there yet, but it's better, it's better than it was. The part of the problem is just the way the legal system is set up, that it's a financial money pit. And people are making money through this, you know, so and so I was just having a conversation with a coaching client the other day, by the way, I still do that. I don't do it a lot. So I have very limited time that I, that I do do that. But anyways, the epiphany, the person I was talking with said was saying is I think all these people are colluding together, meaning these people as in like the attorney, the attorneys on both sides. And I told him, I said, yeah, man, I used to make videos about that. I call it judicial theater, where these people have a meeting over beer or drinks and decide who's going to win, who's going to lose, and then they just play the game until you run out of money. And when you run out of money, it amazingly fixes itself. Now, the sad part is for you folks out there who have money. I mean, I do okay, but I didn't, I don't have money. And uh, I mean, for me, you know, $20,000 might as well, might as well been 200,000 because it was devastating. And I had some, you know, family members helping out with that. So technically, I don't even say that 20, probably 5,000 was enough to wipe me out. Anyways. Tiffany says, social networking for victims of MPD abusers, high conflict, divorce, child custody. Oh, I see what you're saying. DSD equals social networking for victims of MPD abusers, high conflict, divorce, and child custody. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my niche of my, uh, the niche of the sub niche. You know, it's kind of weird when I tell people when it comes up and it's like, you know, oh, I have a YouTube channel. Oh, really? What do you do? Well, it's a high conflict divorce, uh, narcissistic abuse, um, and parenting channel. And they're like, you know, you can almost see their brain seize up. Oh yes. This channel and the proper person are my, are the best in my humble opinion. Alex is outstanding and he's doing some great work. I wish his court, his, uh, what do you call it? Not court case. Well, it is a court case. His appeal to the Nevada Supreme court would get, uh, let's see, I'm trying to pull up his channel. How do I do that? Let me come over here and I'll go uh, YouTube proper help. If I can spell it correctly, proper P R O P come on P R O proper person, man, that was complicated. And, uh, that's who we're talking about. Uh, he, uh, he, that and our Nevada judges. That's his other site. That's pretty awesome. Where he covers, and that's where the, the lawsuit's going uh, right now with the Nevada Supreme Court. So check him out because he is amazing. I'm still supposed to go up there uh, to Nevada whenever the court case thing is done. And hopefully he, or when he wins, when he wins, and uh, attend their victory party. Okay. Father X says, I only got custody because I fought 40 months, testified 28 hours, and proved she was a perpetrator of domestic of DV. The court rubber-stamped the mother the entire time until I proved my case. 
And Father's ex, I can only imagine how crushing that must have been for those 40 months. So good for you. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do the applause thing one more time because that's it. You have to persevere through this. You have to continue the fight and you have to not give up. And a lot of times you just, I mean, I almost gave up a few times. Lucia, good to see you too. I won't put your name on the screen just so I don't put you out there. Tim, unless you're okay with it. If you're okay with it, let me know and I'll highlight your comment. Tim says, uh, I've been out of family. I've been out of court for nearly two years, but was preparing for a she isn't paying for med. Wait a minute. But was prepping for a she isn't paying for medical bills a few weeks ago and it dredged up a lot of crap. She suddenly decided to pay, so no court. Tim, you bring up a, a, an excellent point. And I want to just hit it for a moment. And, and that is, we can go through the scenario, get some distance from everything, and start to feel like, you know what? We're, I'm doing pretty good. And things are, are great, and I'm, I've, I've washed my hands of this person, and they can't get to me anymore. If you find yourself in a situation where something happens and it's dredging up old memories and you're basically having PTSD, you're basically reliving that moment, those angers, that those angers, that anger, know that that's an indicator that you really haven't healed and processed from it. And although that sucks, it's actually, I think it's kind of a good thing because it lets you know, oh, okay, so there's a little bit more work I can do. What's When you can get to the point where stuff happens and it doesn't dredge up a lot of this crap, then you know you've, you've really gotten to the other side. Now, to be perfectly honest, technically, I'm trying to think, technically... Well, no, a couple of years ago, uh, whenever my youngest went through the phase where she didn't want to come over and, and see me and was like, I'm not coming over, you know, you make me mad. Uh, and the ex was, uh, you know, sending me emails. I'm trying everything I can. I want to say if I had a close up button, I'd hit that. You know, I just can't make them, you know, that type of crap. Um, it was annoying. I knew what was going on and I didn't take the bait, right? I didn't, you know... Take it as an opportunity to to tell her while she's a garbage human and a piece of crap. I just ignored it. I'm like, oh, give me a break. You know, it was annoying. I mean, I was really more frustrated with my daughter, my youngest. Let me just say this. I'm at back at the point now with that, with that child uh, where I thought I was going to be like two or three years ago. So I was like really like, okay, cool. You know, things are stabilized. You know, the monster's at bay. Everything's basically stable. You know, I'm a financially a little bit better off, so we'll be able to do some things. And we did actually, it was the last time we went to, uh, we went up to the Pacific Northwest. We had an outstanding trip, spent a week up there, Debbie, myself, my youngest road trip. Uh, we didn't camp. We stayed in hotels and, you know, visited family and stuff like that. And then everything went to crap after that. So that wasn't as much fun. So let's see here. 
Tiffany says, DSD and the wise said, I could possibly pull a Falcone, but didn't know he was a term. <laughs> Alex should trademark it. Yeah, just so you, if you guys aren't familiar with Alex Falcone, uh, he kind of went, well, not kind of, he did go through this. He went through a nasty divorce, false allegations, the whole nine yards. He ultimately got full custody of his child and his ex basically lost her mind and he ultimately was able to terminate her parental rights and his new wife is, you know, adopted their son. <clears throat> so yeah, he is uh, kind of an anom anomaly in this, in this uh, area and really smart dude. You guys should really check him out. Let's see here. Being okay. I'm, I'm trying to, I see John, uh, John Bellinger says, Hey, Dwayne, rubber stamp the mom shocking. And then he says, I, I'm okay with being on screen. Oh, okay. Like with me, you're doing this. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? That's a great point. Let me just mention this. Um, when you're on these type of forums, you know, this type of topic, you might want to create a new YouTube account with a different name. Like, I mean, I have the DSD one. So that that way you're not, uh, you can have some anonymity on it. And that way, if your ex or somebody is trying to follow you around or whatever, they don't, they don't see you uh, and stuff like that. If you're worried about that, uh, people who are in the midst of this in the beginning, I know John's not, and a lot of you other folks aren't, but, but if you're in the midst of litigation and stuff like that, keep your social media, media footprint tiny, keep it small. So that's funny, John. I'm like, I saw that. I'm like, why do you say that? Could it be because I asked people to do that? Uh, obviously, I need more coffee. Now, I will say this. We are 47 minutes into this, and my camera has not imploded on itself. I'm not sure how I feel. I mean, this, I mean, okay, I've done hundreds of live streams, and the camera doesn't normally implode. And then the last live stream I did, what, a month or two ago, it just completely wigged out. Now, that's the reason why I went ahead and set up this camera. So if everything died, I could still have a can. This is so weird because I'm not used to doing this. And you can see all the garbage in the background, like my magnetic light, you know, on my C-stand because I'm a knucklehead and I, I do that type of stuff. But no, I was thinking ahead. So I had, I had a backup camera. Backup camera. Oh, geez. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> ah, all right. Oh, Ted, financial drama is a huge part of it. Oh, my God. That is so true, man. I have been, like most of you guys, have been just dropped into a financial meat grinder. And it was devastating. I have a friend of mine who's getting ready to divorce his or coworker, his uh, his ex, and the system is just brutal. So, so I'm just like, hey man, hold on. You only got a few. You know, fortunately, his alimony thing is only going to be a few years, and then it'll flip around. But you definitely got to be able to hunker down and ride the storm out. Personally, I wish I would have been 
personally, I wish I would have had somebody coaching me the, on this who understood this, could explain it to me in a way I understood. And, and I had a few. I had a few who were saying it, but I just didn't get it, right? I mean, it was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to explain. But I wish I would have just hunkered down, lived on the nothing money I had, not maxed out credit cards and stuff like that after because I mean we separated with zero debt and then she decided that you know she wanted everything and that's what blew everything up and I wish I would have just uh hunkered down and because I would be in the situation I am right now financially I would have been in years ago probably even before well maybe I'm trying to think maybe maybe after my first kid fell off I'm trying to remember because there was like the initial orders, which were just devastating. Then when we, when we actually, the divorce was finalized, the numbers were bad, but they were less. So that was helpful, you know, I guess. Um, and then it just, you know, yeah. Oof, oof. If you want to talk more about that, let me know. Tim says, I got to a point once. Wait a minute. I got to a point of once I'm owed a certain amount of money, I will go to court, but otherwise it rolls off the back. She owed over 1500 so I said, uh, we can talk to the judge. Man, mine owes me so much money and back right now. I think the number probably is like three or 4,000 bucks because what, what mine did, uh, I mean, because I did, if you guys have been following my channel a while, you know I, I sued her in small claims court years ago back when all the kids, like the first year, I mean, I think even before I met Debbie. No, actually, I might have been going out with Debbie at the time. So nine years ago, probably. Anyways, uh, so took her back to small claims court. So she started paying her part of the medical. She wasn't happy about it, but she did it. But when the first kid dropped off, when the first, it was only like 450 bucks a month. I don't normally talk about the numbers, but I'll throw that number out there. And uh, I was notified after that, well, now that I don't get that money, I can't pay for the other kid's medical. You'll just have to wait until I get a job. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, I've never been paid for any of that stuff. Uh, and then uh, when my youngest needed therapy, I was just paying during the pandemic and everything. I just did the better help thing, which was freaking expensive, convenient, but expensive. And that was like 188 bucks a month. And I just covered that for like a year and a half, two years. Never got a dime from mommy unit on that one. So I hear what you're saying. I'm kind of at the point now where it's like, is it even worth it? You know, I mean, I could have went back. Child, Department of Child Support Services told me, geez, what, four or five years ago, you know, you're overpaying, you know, we'll impute her wages, you know, just ask us and we'll do it. And I almost did it. But it was one of those things where I'm like, eh, what is what really is going to happen here? And I noticed every time I brought money up or threatened or whatever, it wasn't necessarily the... The payback, for lack of a better word, wasn't directed back at me. It was directed at the kids. And it either hurt the kids just directly or it undermined my relationship with them. So for me, 
it turned into, you know, that question of, is it worth it to, to jeopardize the relationship with the kids and the stability slash peace that we've been able to create? Is it worth it to do it for a few hundred dollars a month or for a few thousand? Um, and the reality is, you know, with the, I mean, honestly, with the money that she would owe me, it would probably cost me that in attorney fees if I did an attorney. And do I really want to deal with, deal with it myself? I'd rather, I'd rather go camping. I'd rather go, go take that money and take my youngest and go on a epic trip and drive up and down the coast and, you know, sleep in the woods. So, but it's depends on, but, but let me say this 10 years ago, I was so angry that if I could have scrounged up a thousand dollars to get back $50, I would have done it because I was so angry at the X, what had happened, how it played out, uh, that I just, you know, I was, I was mad and I just, I finally was able to release that and let other things occupy that space in my heart and mind. Uh, Tim. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim says, cool. You go camera. That's not what I was laughing at. What I was laughing at was, I don't think you want to have a backup camera. We don't need to see your bum. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay. I'm a child. What can I say? <laughs> or maybe Tim's a child. John said, actually, hold on. Linda says, yay. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate that. Uh, and, oh, Lin, uh, Lucy, Lucia. Lucia if I, I don't know what happened. It scrolled. Uh, so Alex is brilliant. I don't even think he hired an attorney. He did everything pro se. I think at one point he'd use an attorney like early on just to do some things, but he did most of the paperwork. And then he just represented himself. Alex is, I consider, I mean, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but, but I often will say Alex is rain man. I think I've even said that to him before. I mean, it's like, he is amazing in, uh, in this stuff. Um, and his way to, the key on it though, is he was able to emotionally disconnect and approach it very logically and methodically. And that is really the key. It's just hard when your whole life is in the balance, right? So John had said, the learning curve is huge. If I had not been home for nine months due to an injury, I would have never been able to make, uh, been able to prep my case. On slow weeks, I was at my kitchen table 40 hours a week. Yeah, that's key, man. You got to have the time to put into it and to, it's, it's really hard when you're dealing with, like for me, full-time job, getting crushed at work, getting crushed by the attorneys while at work. You know, fit, well, at the early part of it, I mean, I didn't have the kids 50% of the time. So then, you know, when the kids are there trying to put on a front there, you know, the ex was throwing lobbing hand grenades at me all the freaking time. I had no time to, to think or, or relax or anything. It was just, it was a nightmare. So, and then probably, John, with you being out for nine months, at least when they started looking at money, if your earning was down and you could show that, then they don't turn around and harpoon you as much. So hopefully that worked out well as well. 
Father X. Father X says, John, I totally agree. I did tons of my work on my case for three years. And see, every time I go over this, it puts a thing over where I'm trying to read. Uh, when I woke up at 2 a.m. from stress, I would start working on my case until 7 a.m., then go to work my darkest days. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, for me, I cannot, I cannot sustain that tempo. It just, it starts making you sick. It, it just, it starts just affecting and corrupting everything. So good on you guys for being able to do that. John goes on to say, uh, there week three or four, there were, there, okay, wait a minute, hold on. Come on, get that stupid thing out of there so I can read this. Uh, John says there week, there were three or four months of 85 hour weeks at my kitchen table. I could not have lived with myself if anything happened to them and I had not done everything possible to protect them. Uh, Father X are many of us who understand. Yeah. What this, what he just said right there on that last part, you know, I wouldn't, that's kind of the way I also approached it. I mean, I may, I may, the reality is I probably wasn't as productive, successful. I don't know how the best way to look at it, but I couldn't just roll over and just say, okay, you know, I had people telling me, well, just, just, just let her have the kids, let her go out of state, let her do all this. And I'm like, I just, I can't, I cannot, not going to be able to live with myself. Not that ultimately happened and I lost. Okay, fine. Then I tried and I lost. And then, I don't know, maybe I would have been in a situation where had I tried and lost, I would have been beating myself up thinking that I tried something different. Now, a story I can relate to you guys that I've actually said in the past is I had a conversation with my own dad about that whenever I finally sitting over on my couch over there realizing that I was living his life and I understood some of the decisions he made. So I made a call to him and we had that conversation and he was getting kind of upset and he's like, you know, I tried everything. I mean, it's like, I didn't know what else to do. And I'm like, dad, you did, you did everything you could, you know, you did, you know, there was no information there. You were doing the best you could. You were being played by a narcissistic toxic ex. I was falling right into the trap of it. I believed it, you know, and it's like you, you, you did the best you can, you could, there's nothing. I mean, it's not like you just didn't try to do anything. I mean, at some point he did back away from me to protect himself. And that's kind of what happened is I was getting to the point where I'm, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Oh, wow. I understand. I'm mean, like right at the point in my life where I'm sitting there contemplating the same decisions that I know my own dad made toward me. And I'm like, Holy hell. Oh my God. I get him now. I understand what was I 45, 46 years old when that happened? I don't even remember when that was, but there was a, there was a spot where it was just like, Oh my God, I get it. I understand. And I used to never be able to understand, couldn't understand why he did what he did. You know, how, why he treated me the way he treated me. You know, my mom was able to turn around and say, well, that's cause he's a narcissistic, you know, self-centered male chauvin, you know, whatever, you know, it's shame, 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 wording. And, Unfortunately, when I would look at it, I'd be like, oh, wow, that makes sense. And I didn't realize I was being played. I guess the benefit to that is, is that I went through that as a kid. I can see that now. And that's how I'm able to help you guys and even help some children who are going through this to include my own. So. All right. 
Tim says, this is the lesson I learned. Overpay, no reimbursement. It ain't worth it to destroy my peace of mind. Not worth the poke in the eye. Boop. Absolutely. Man, it... it well, that's the thing, right? I mean, I when I sued her, it didn't just stop there, right? There were other things that happened that uh, like lit everything else on fire. Now, the the sad part was is I needed it to stop for a little bit because at that point, at that point when this was happening, I was broke. I mean, my buffer for the month between two, you know, I get paid every other week, so. My non-disposable, my non-disposable, no, my disposable income was like 60 or 80 bucks. And that included a really tight food budget. I think my budget for food was like $150 every two weeks for all of us at 50-50 custody. Gas of $100 every two weeks, which was, you know, I mean, barely enough to get back and forth to work. And it was a nightmare. So what would happen is, is whenever she wouldn't pay the bills, and in my scenario, I didn't know about it. She would take them to the appointments, get the bills, not pay them. When they went to collection, she would write my name on the envelope with my with my address. Uh, the result, end result of that was, is my credit report still shows me living at her house because the creditors assumed I lived there and then moved. It was really annoying. And then I would get stuck with these $100 bills, $100 to $200 bills that she was responsible for half, but she wouldn't pay. And then I had to come up with the money to try to pay these things so that they didn't, well, my credit was already ruined, but, you know, ruin it worse. So it was not a good time. Let's see. <laughs> uh, that's funny. John says, my motion to reduce child support wasn't heard for 16 months. But what probably happened, and you got to tell me, John, what probably happened is whenever they finally heard it and they reduced your child support, they said, oh, well, you filed this 16 months ago. So now you overpaid for 16 months and let's get you that money back. Tell me how that went, John. I want to hear that. I, I think I already know, but I, I'm actually kind of curious. Ted says, guard your health and nutrition. You guys, you've got to. And you need to work out. Make sure you're doing all the things you don't want to do. Because this will rapidly age you. And you need to fight that. I mean, you know, <laughs> I was going to make a sarcastic joke. I won't do that. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to read this. Uh, the fear of something bad happen, happening is very real for me if I continue to push and actually win. That, you know what? That's a real fear. And that stuff happens. So you have to, especially when you're dealing with a narcissistic, I mean, typically narcissists aren't going to take themselves out. But if somebody feels that they've lost and you're winning and they're trying to find the last way to hurt you, sometimes they will do that. And we hear about it on the news and it's horrific. 
John says, Dwayne, it's next to impossible to do this if you are working while to unemployed narc full time. It's only impossible to do this if you're working while the unemployed. My injury, as they say, everything happens for a reason and I got busy. Yeah, sorry if I read that wrong. Maybe it's just my own brain. Um, I think what you're saying, and this is what happened with me, is mine wasn't working. I was basically paying her to be retired. So she wasn't doing anything. You know, I mean, just chilling out, going to Costco, making nice meals for everybody, giving them an allowance, the whole nine yards, and on easy street. And I felt like I was jumping through flaming hoops. And again, I was one of the coaching clients I had the other day. He's in that phase where he's feeling that and he's so angry and I can relate because I felt the same way. And he's like, man, I, you know, she needs to feel something. There needs to be a consequence. And it's like, man, you can't let that control your emotions and your decisions because it's going to get you into trouble. Ted says, today I had lunch with my daughter. Once again, I had to tell my daughter no regarding something that they should have purchased when they went shopping for clothes earlier this week. Hey, Ted, the the thing on that I would say, um, and it's a a gradual or gauged, gauged? It's a progressive, progressive view on this. Uh, If you are completely financially ruined and you have, don't have two dimes to rub together and your kids saying, Oh, I really want this shirt. Daddy, can I have it? Obviously you don't, if you don't have any money, then you, you can't do it. And you, you know, if that is this case, then, uh, you got to understand that the ex is using that as a wedge to try to, you know, Oh, it's just your, your, your dad won't do anything for you, you know? And it's really annoying. The second part of this is whenever you have a little bit of money and you're so angry and you're like, you're thinking to yourself, no, F that, you know, I pay X amount of dollars for that. That's what that money needs to be for. I'm not going to do it. That my, my thought process on this now, granted what I'm about to say, it took me a long time to come to terms with this and to start thinking of things in this way. And more than likely, what you're talking about right now, Ted, is exactly the way I felt in the past. Now I look at it that if there's something I can do for one of my kids and it's not a big deal and I'm looking at it in, in, the, in the relationship with them, not I'm kind of not looking at it with what's going on with the ex. I'm looking at it with, okay, with this kid, this thing we're doing, is it a big deal if I do X, Y, Z? And if I can do it, I'll do it. I even now look at that if there's something that my kids want. Well, okay, I only have one kid left on on family court, you know, custody arrangements. But if there's something going on and it's like, oh, they wanted, you know, I've even done this with with, uh, my daughters. It's like, you know, something's happening. It's on my weekend. And it's like, oh, you know, hey, this is going on. But that's something you'd normally do with your mom. Why don't you go do it with your mom? What? In the past, I'd be like, no, F that. But now it's more of like if it, you know, if it depends on the context of it. Now, the last final thing I will say on this is if your kid is jabbing you in the eye constantly, treating you like garbage, and then expects you to uh, go shopping for him, yeah, that, that would be a no. So, I don't know, Ted, let me know what you think about that. So, 
now I got to get back, get figured up in the comments. Uh, Father X to Ted says, do you mean you pay so much child support you can't afford to buy anything? Gosh, darn it. Uh, for your kids yourself. Isn't that terrible? Great system we have. Yeah. And there was a period of time, like I was just saying that I was in that mode. I couldn't afford diddly squat. And man, at the beginning of this, I remember when I was just getting brutalized, you know, I was ordered to pay her attorney fees. I was ordered to pay the custody evaluation. I was ordered to pay her the temporary support. That was insane. I think I was paying her well, I definitely was paying her more than what a single check was. And, you know, it was like most of my second check. It was just, it was brutal. So, and the system doesn't care, right? I mean, I don't know how many people I've spoken to who are like, wait a minute, you know, I make whatever, I make $3,000 a month, but, you know, I have $2,500 worth of bills and they want me to pay her $2,000 a month. Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to do that? I'm like, they don't care. You know, you got to figure, you know, and it's just, it's so devastating because you, when you first start out with this, you don't, you don't understand how fair and brutal this system could be. I remember my dad telling me a story when, in his divorce to my mom, when he got blindsided at court and the judge basically said, okay, you know, whatever, let's say it's, I'll just use that $3,000 a month. It's like, okay. You know, you, you have to pay three. It wasn't that, but you know, $3,000 a month. And he's like, uh, I only make, you know, $2,600 a month after, you know, I, what are you talking about? You know, dang, you know, figure it out. So yeah, it's not good. Ted says, uh, whoops, that didn't come up. Ted says, obviously my daughter is caught in the middle. The mother uses our daughter to double dip. She knows what she is doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, here, here's the thing on it, right? So your ex is using that to drive a wedge between you and your daughter. Now, again, if you don't have any money, you don't have any money. And you're just going to have to explain it to your, your, your kid and hope that uh, they understand. Just make, be careful how you explain it. You know, you don't want to say, you know, you're a beep, 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 of a beep, 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 mother is taking all my beep, 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 money. You know, you don't, no, don't do that. So, and I might've done that myself. It just doesn't help you. It just, it helps drive a wedge yourself with your kid. So, if I get, if I'm getting these comments mixed up, I apologize. John says, Dwayne, so while I was out on disability, I did not pay one every Third month, I made $60 payment, uh, which riser reset the clock on DCS taking my driver's license. Oh, good. That's cool. I didn't know that they would. Do oh, because you were still paying something. Yeah, they tried to take my driver's license at one point, and I still don't understand why. When I remember calling department, because they were trying to seize my retirement account. And I'm like, what? What is going on here? And just so you know, I mean, and this is for everybody. When you're ordered to pay, let's say a thousand, you're ordered to pay a thousand dollars a month. If you get paid monthly and they garnish it from your wages, which is what they do in California, great. They'll take a thousand dollars because you get paid monthly. 
But most people don't get paid monthly. Most people get paid uh, every other week, which means there's 26 pay periods, not 24. And what most employers will do is they will take $1,000 a month times 12 divided by 26. So you are actually paying every four weeks, you're paying, you know, whatever, $900 or whatever it is. Actually, let me, let me look at it. So 1,000 1, times 12 divided by 26 times two, you're underpaying by seven, uh, let's see, seven, 30, $63 a month. So that means first month, you're not paying a thousand, you're paying the nine, you know, the, the nine twenty four or whatever. The next month you're doing the same thing until that third paycheck when it bumps back up. So what they did for me is there, they, uh, tried to seize my retirement account and our local department of child support services could not figure it out. They didn't understand why there was an order to seize my account. And I remember talking to them one day and they said, well, the only thing we see is where we put in an order to suspend your driver's license, but it looked like the DMV didn't accept it. And I'm like, what, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that was a fun day. That conversation happened when my youngest was in the car with me and I had a meltdown. Ugh. Anyways, that was frustrating. Ted says, Father X, boundaries include boundaries for myself and learning to say no to my daughter regarding some things. Yep, yep, so I have to do that. Story time for me. Um, early in this, I remember my young the kids would not respond to me uh, when they were with their mom. Wouldn't text me if they wouldn't respond to any text. And I remember I, get a, I got a text from my uh, middle daughter at one point. You know, it's like, hey, dad. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, you know, could you buy me what blah, 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 blah? You know, I need money for this. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, you don't talk to me at all. You ignore me. You won't respond to my text. You, you know, you basically just fall off the planet the second you go to your mom's. And the, and the only time I've ever heard from you is because you want something. I'm like, nope. I'm like, absolutely not. You know, and I knew, I knew that it was like, well, I don't have the money. Ask your father. You know, I'm, I'm sure something along those lines happened. Anyways. Uh, John says, see, uh, child support did lock her account, so they stopped. Oh, wow, okay. So they did lock her account, so they stopped dispersing her funds. Child support kept taking me, mine from, okay, CS kept taking mine, me, my, from my six paychecks, three months after they had the stop child support order. Oh, okay. So technically whenever I'm surprised, actually I'm surprised. So, so they did basically give you your money back. Is that what you're saying? Well, that is surprising. I mean, technically it shouldn't be surprising, but that's cool. But Dwayne, you have to fight to give Fragile Butterfly all of your money. You have to fight to not give all the money to him. Uh, after child support stopped taking, back, take, taking from my paycheck, it took them three months to give me back what I overpaid. Yeah, I am so looking forward to this crap being done. 
Well, over an hour and the stream has not imploded on itself. So I am, uh, I'm actually kind of shocked. I mean, this is a small stream, but. Oh, and it's, and I think it's going, I think it's live on Facebook. Okay, I'm looking through the comments. I don't see anybody from Facebook. Can anybody jump on and see uh, on who has me on their Facebook, Dwayne Robert? See if this stream is actually going on there as well. I forgot I did that. Uh, if I hit this button, it's probably going to implode on itself. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna try. Okay, so I hit play. If I hit this button, it's probably going to implode oh, on itself. All right. I'm so gonna, I am. It looks try. like I am live. Okay, on so Facebook as well. I can't tell if how I hit this TV. button. It's probably weird. going to. So I don't know how to load on itself. All right. I'm so gonna, I am. It looks try. like I am live. Okay, hold on. Let me let me okay, pause so Facebook. Oh, if I hit this other button, it shows me that uh, what eighteen people are watching on YouTube. Nobody's watching on Facebook except I have six thumbs or eight thumbs up on Facebook. <laughs> What does that even mean? That's hilarious. Uh, that's funny. Uh, well, one frustrating thing is I see some people had commented and apparently it did not aggregate the comments, which that is, that's a bummer. So I guess all the people on Facebook, if you commented, I did not see that, so I, that's kind of a bummer, huh, oh well, oh well, okay, now I got to figure out how to get this off the screen, oh, there we go, okay, uh, let's see, I'm trying to just look through the comments as I got, as I got myself distracted, Oh, I just, you know what? I just reread what John wrote. But Dwayne, you have to give Fragile Butterfly all your money. <laughs> That's what I, I read that wrong the first time. That's pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. Tiffany says, uh, it, it takes my state 90 days as well to return an overpayment. Actually, I, at one point when I had, when I did overpay, they actually gave me the money back, but I had submitted a form saying that uh, they couldn't keep any extra money or something. So I kind of, kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I wish I wouldn't have done that because it, it made more pain for me later. It took me a while to realize what I needed to do. And this is what I ultimately did do is I would look in my account and every time there was one of those months when it was under running and it would be like, okay, you know, you paid, you know, however much, but you're now $28, you know, whatever, a hundred dollars in arrears. I would just add a hundred dollars and then just enough until where it finally got to the point where it was zero. And what I found when they started doing this is I would get my tax return and I'd be like, what, where's my state return? 
And then I'd finally see that it was intercepted. And when there was an underrun, they would take it and give it, you know, pull it out and put it in, put it in there. So, which was just annoying because then it slowed down your tax returns and all that kind of stuff, uh, which made it, made it tough. So Father X said, CS made, uh, child support made a mistake, overcharged me $30,000, tried to take it from my retirement. I blocked it. CS told me if they got the dollars and gave it to the mom, wait a minute. CS told me if they got the dollars and gave it to mom by mistake, they're not liable. I can't get the money back. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's, that was one of the things I, a problem I had or a concern I had that uh, the ex made a play for the retirement account or the 401k account and uh, they were going to give her all of it. And I was trying to stop it because I'm like, well, if I, if they give it to her and we go to court and she wasn't supposed to get it, am I going to get any of that money back? And on top of the fact that if they pull out of your retirement account and they do it as a disbursement, you get to pay the penalties on it. I had a friend of mine that that happened to. They took his retirement money and then they boned, you know, they gave him X amount of dollars or her X amount of dollars out of it. And then he had to pay the taxes and penalties on it. And uh, it he was not a happy camper. Let's see. Tim says, you are live on Facebook too. Outstanding. I forgot I did that. Hey, Tim, try to, try to, oh, no, I see you. You did. Live here to duplicate comment. wonder why I'm not getting the other comments. I will have to look at that and see if I can figure that one out. Yeah, your money and no one gets hurt, maybe. Give us all your give us all your money and no one gets hurt except for you. Tiffany says, I overpaid by one month and can continue to do as such so dad can never use non-payment as a false allegation. Judge Les telling X that I'm owed money. Oh, that's awesome. And then Tim says, in Michigan. Whoops, did I hit it? Yeah, Michigan, my ex ran up an arrearage, and even though she is a millionaire with a six-figure salary, she is automatically put on a $50 per month repayment plan. I love that I am granting her loan. <laughs> that sucks. John says, a tax return? What's that? Oh, that's what you get, uh, what you ex gets to buy pot. Oh, there you go. That's funny. Yeah, I've had, I've done okay on tax returns, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, this next year, well, I have one more year where I'll get to claim kids and head a household. And then after that, it's going to be interesting. Tiffany says, Tim, 5K and it becomes a federal crime. Yeah, it come, becomes a, that's, that's a scary part is that once you hit over that number, it's a felony, um, can be a felony charge. I mean, so there's some stories you'll hear where an ex will just be vindictive and, uh, you know, the DA will be like, hey, uh, you know, they owe X amount more in child support. You know, we can ruin them if you want. And sometimes somebody who's really vindictive will do it. I, I remember watching this one clip, court clip, where a guy was in court you know, wanting a reduction in child support. And the judge initially was like, 
you know, well, you lost your job and, you know, you can't make any you know, money anymore. And that's, you know, that's your fault, sir, not her fault. And then the story came out that, that he was paying and overpaying. And he's like, wait a minute. You know, the judge is like, it was a female judge. The judge is like, wait a minute. You were paying child support? Yeah, I was paying everything. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't afford the amount. That's why I filed to have it changed. So I was paying. And then she's like, so you were paying... And she went ahead and said, you know, go ahead and prosecute you for felony, you know, child support arrearages. Yeah. And I mean, it didn't fix the problem for the guy, uh, but the judge lit up the mom and it's like, you know, oh, F you, you know, basically. But, but the reality is, is the guy now had a criminal record. He had lost his good job. He couldn't get a good job anymore because now he was a criminal And, uh, I mean, so she, the judge did lower the child support, but I mean, the dude was in tears. I mean, his whole life had been ruined just because she was vindictive and she could do it. It's like, oh, I can do it. You know? Anyways. Uh, Father X says to Tim, with your ex's arrears, you can get a money judgment on her when she's uh, where she owes you interest on the debt. Some states do that. Actually, Alex did that too. So Alex Falcone, who we were discussing earlier, did that as well. Derek, hey Derek, good to see you here. It says, it should be 50-50. I don't know what that means, what you just said, but yeah, it should start out as 50-50 because it would save so much hassle, right? I mean, I Honestly, if they would have started out at 50-50, I would have slowed the divorce down because it was just financially, it was killing me. When we finally got to the 50-50 thing, in my scenario, when it finally got pushed to 50-50, like six, seven, seven, eight months into it, I was like, oh, thank God, you know, now we can adjust the, the custody or the child support. And her side was like, nope. We're not doing, we won't agree to diddly squat until we finish everything up. And uh, so it took another few months. Um, I think the, her attorney thought that I had like, you know, thousands of dollars in mason jars buried in the backyard. God, that feels like a million years ago now. But yeah, I agree with you, Derek. Should definitely be 50-50. Tim says, my ex claimed both kids one year on taxes. She is a CPA and claimed in court she did not. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. My ex claimed both kids on uh, one year on taxes. She is a CPA certified public accountant and claimed in court. She didn't know she made a mistake. Judge left at a CPA making a mistake. Oh, geez. You know, and the reality is, is like, okay, so it creates a whole bunch of havoc and the consequence to her probably was minor. Father X says, wait, guys, if arrears are over 5,000, it's a federal crime. And I don't know if it's federal. I think it's a felony crime. Really? That's idiotic. It's a debt, not a crime. Well, because what they look at it as is like, so if you, if you steal something from somebody and it's over a certain amount, it goes from a misdemeanor to a felony. So I don't know if they, if it considers it a federal crime. I don't know if it's that, but then that's what they look at it as. So it's not a debt. And, and, and the way the court gets around it, because some people will be like, you know, we're debtor prisons. And it's like, no, the court's looking at it that you were ordered to do something and you're refusing to do it. So it's not that you're not paying your debt. It's you're refusing to do it. You were, you know, you were supposed to pay this amount. You didn't do it on purpose and you're being a butt and we're going to charge you in contempt and throw you in jail for contempt of court. 
not throwing, we're not throwing you in jail because you didn't pay your bill. We're throwing, it's weird, right? Cause it's like, well, we're throwing you in jail because you defied a court order. So it's, it's, that's the way they get around it. You know, now, obviously if you're in the middle of it now, and here's the problem. Some people like in your situation are, the other person's situation where the ex has a bazillion dollars and is just refusing to do it. That's what that's made for, right? It's like, Hey, you're supposed to do this. You're intentionally not doing this. You're not doing this because you can't, it's because you won't. And now we need to throw the book at you. But what ends up happening is, is that a guy will fall into that situation and they won't be paying. The ex will say, well, he's hiding money and he can pay it. He just won't. And the court says, oh, okay, you're being an ass. And then they throw the book at you. And, you know, whereas a lot of times it seems, not all the time, but it seems like in, if it's in the other scenario, it's like, oh, well, we don't expect, you know, mom to do that. It's just weird. It's not right. I mean, they shouldn't, it should be equal across the board. And to be honest, it shouldn't be, it should be one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you can't pay. Why can't you pay? And, you know, as soon as you can show, hey, look, I don't make $100,000 a month. I make, you know, $2,000 a month. I don't know. Anyways. Tiffany says to father's ex, neglecting your child financially would be the, would be the crime and against court orders, right? Cause it's against the court order. <clears throat> and is the, and the crazy part is, is that they don't even look at it. It's like, you know, the other person can take that money and they could go to, you know, they could go to Bahamas with it blow it all, come back and be like, I don't have any money for my kids. I can't put clothes and, you know, eh. it's like, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no requirement for that money to be used for the kids. It's really crazy. Anyways. All right. Uh, Tim says, Father X, if, if I went to court, I can get it fixed, but it would get me but it would gut me emotionally or mentally to go through a 17th hearing with the ex. She has lied to the court over 320 times, but the judge still believes her. Yeah, you got to, and that's where I talk about in my older videos, you have to pick your battles. Sometimes we have to, sometimes you have to fight it. You know, like when it's, you know, you're not seeing your kids or it's just like, for instance, let's say like with that scenario I just met made there, they've set, uh, support and everything off you making a hundred thousand dollars a month, but you make, you know, a thousand dollars a month. Well, you need to get that fixed because that bill is going to just get tacked onto the back end. And typically, you know, if you made a bunch of money, like let's say you made a hundred grand a year and then something happened and now you make 50, well, you better get back into court soon because when you finally get it, if when you finally get in it and if they say, Oh, okay. For no fault to your own, the economy, whatever. Yeah, we we understand that you used to make a hundred, now you make fifty, and that's okay. Which they typically don't seem to like to do that for the guys. They're still going to whatever that uh, the arrearages are. They're not going to erase them. Uh, you can sometimes get them erased. I think like Caleb Leverett was able to finally get his erased, but it's it's not an easy. Not it's 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 risky. But anyways, that. That's how scenario, you have to go back to court. The scenario to where you're being denied access to your kids and they're young enough to where, you know, they're not going to be able to go in and say, well, I hate my dad or I hate my mom and I don't want to see him. You know, you got to go back to court to get that forced. 
like for instance, a couple of years ago when that whole scenario happened with my youngest, even though I threatened to go after mommy, mommy, mommy for contempt of court, I knew that at, what was it, 16, 15, I don't remember what the age was. It wasn't that long ago. It was one of those things where it's like, man, if this goes south, I'm one, I'm not going to win this in court. And it was one of those things where if I had to choose my battle, I wasn't going to go. I mean, I was bluffing. No, you know, X, don't listen to that if you're listening to this part of the video. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyways. But yeah, I agree with you, Tim, on that. Uh, Tiffany says, order by court. Ordered by a court. Dang it. Uh, let me try that again. Order by a court for a child who lives in another state or if the payment is past due for longer than one year. Oh, okay. And just so you guys know, Tiffany has been in the midst of this, so does a lot of uh, legal reading. So for her state, definitely knows knows her stuff. Uh, exceeds the amount of 5000 A violation of this is a criminal misdemeanor and convicted offender faces fines and up to six months in prison. California, you can't go to prison for six months. You can go to jail for six months, but. Hmm. Father X says, Tim, I hear you. I received child support now. My ex owed me 12 grand in support, but I ignored it for two to three years to avoid, to avoid court drama. Then CS took it from her bank account and gave it to me. Oh yeah, they will. Oh my God. The Department of Child Support Services. Those people are effing ruthless. You know, so yeah, once it, and once it falls into the system, a lot of it's automatic, right? It's not even like Susie at Department of Child Support Services is pushing the button. It's like the damn system will generate court orders on its own. I mean, I had a few situations where that happened where I talked to my caseworker and they'd say, oh no, this is how it's going to be. And then two weeks later, I get slammed at work for something, you know, uh, from the finance department. And when I got the document, it had the caseworker's name on it. And I would call him and I'm like, hey, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you, you know, you're bad. And I'm like, oh, geez. So they didn't even know what was going on. Derek says, uh, sorry, cat got, uh, got my, cat got my, hmm, not sure. You got the gist, though. It should be 50-50 when, oh, <laughs> the cat, the cat must have jumped on his keyboard. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it should be 50, 50 day one and both parents can and should provide for the child equally an $800 billion industry funded by und undiagnosed NPD only hurts the kids only. Yeah. Well, it does hurt us too, but it really hurts the kids. So absolutely agree with you on that, Derek. An hour and 35 minutes hanging out with 17 of my closest friends. I will say it is a little disappointing or depressing that since I've had to kind of take a break on it, all the momentum that I had built up is, uh, is pretty much evaporated. September of this year, I'm planning on completely redoing what, uh, what happens. At that point, family court's over. Kids will be, probably both of them will be out. Um, you know, I probably will stay in this house unless they boot me out or make me buy it or, or something. And, uh, and then I'll reevaluate what I'm planning on doing with this channel. So, and my camping channel, uh, in case you didn't know, how many people, let me ask this. How many people put it in the comments? How many people know 
that I have another channel, a camping channel. Anybody? Say yes or no, and then I'll show you here in a minute while I'm looking through the rest of the comments. Oh, that's a good point. Tiffany says, federally, there are no jails, just private party prisons. That is a good point. There's one in this town, which I think they just, they're in the process of closing. <clears throat> Tim says, Derek, I hear you. The whole system is messed up. My judge is married to a mental health counselor, so excuses excuses the crazy. And John says, so the ex had to get a job. So the ex had to get a job, so now I'm entitled to child support. I will not monetize my children. And John, John knows about my channel, other channels, so that's cool. And then Ted says, there is no accountability. Did I pop up? Yeah, there's no accountability for how and where the child support money is spent. It's a slush fund. It really is. It's really frustrating. But I, uh, I will be done with that in... Uh, I think September 1st, Dusty Streets, de Dusty Streets Destination. No, I didn't do that. Dusty Roads. Roads or road? Dusty Road. Oh, crap. Now I don't even know. Hold on. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up. Let's see here. I'm going to go open. No, not there. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to do a tab. Give me a new tab. There we go. YouTube at Dusty Roads, Dusty Road, Dusty Road, Dusty Road Destinations. And there it is. There's my camping channel with my 621 subscribers. I'm only, I'm only 994,000 away from, uh, from my silver play button. So if you want to see me spin tires in the snow, check check this video out. I got some hate for that one. That was pretty funny. So um, and I do do I do do I do trips with my youngest on there. So and I will be making uh, yeah. So there is when that was la a couple years ago when we went all the way up to the Pacific Northwest. This is whenever my youngest and I went up to Yo Yosemite. Yeah, uh, Yosemite. I always want to say Yosemite because I went to Disneyland one time and at the Star Wars event before they had the Star Wars thing, you know, there was a, a little kid that had a Yosemite shirt on and the, the Jedi person was like, young Padawan, what is this Yosemite that you, you speak of on your shirt? And it just kind of stuck with me. So yeah, check out my, if you're into camping or if you just want to see something when you need a break from all the NPD stuff, check out my camping channel. And you can see you can see me scrape my truck on the, that one. This video right here was uh, was I kind of banged my truck up a little bit. So that was before I put bigger tires on it and raised it a little bit. Anyways, yeah, check that out. Hey, there we go. I just saw Derek say we're gonna buy you a cake on September first. Thank you so much. That would be outstanding. Uh, Jorge says, yes, and was wondering when are you going to post more camping videos? Well, like I said earlier in July, I am going to pick up my super Pacific camper thingy 
this thing right here. And I will absolutely be making videos of that. Um, I need to start making more videos when I'm running around here. I just haven't done it because uh, I've been doing a lot of doing stuff just in the desert. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Father's ex says, uh, John, consider if you can get your ex to pay child support and you don't need it, it's money for your kid's college fund. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, Father's ex. And, you know, I mean, if I don't know. I agree with you. I understand what you're saying, right? I get it. And... But I also understand what John's saying that it just isn't worth it, right? <clears throat> and if you don't, and if you, you know, if you're, you're doing, making, making sure everything's okay, and maybe in his situation, he's got the college thing covered or he has a plan for it already. But uh, again, you got to pick your battles, right? Is it worth it? Because see, here's the problem. And I've seen this, I, actually, I've seen this, ha not so much lately, but in the beginning and the early part of the channel when I was, when things were, were hopping more and I had more interaction with people, uh, there were a lot of people early on, especially women, who would get so angry that their ex was like not involved, deadbeat, not doing anything. And so they took, they went back to court. They're like, hey, this isn't right. You know, you're not paying, you know, you're getting a pass and you're not doing anything and I'm sick of it. And they go to court and a narcissist does not typically roll over. And what they typically do is they come back at you and they start asking for full custody and they start saying that you're alienating the kids and they're doing all this crap and it makes your life a living hell. I don't know how many people back in the old days, even you, you know, in some of the old live streams, moms would be saying, oh, I wish I would have never went back to court. It's like everything turned to crap. And now my kid, you know, the kids get turned and it's just like, if you're not prepared for it and you don't understand the battle you're dealing with, it can blow up in your face. So I completely understand it can, re I can, I can understand both ways. I understand if you decide, no, F this, I'm going after it. And I also understand when someone says it ain't worth it. I mean, that's kind of the boat I'm in. Like I said earlier, I could have gone, <clears throat> gone after, uh, the ex not working, Child support services told me, you know, hey, say the word. We will impute her wages. And they're doing, actually, my buddy who just went through it, they imputed his exes. Uh, he's at the, divorce isn't even final. You know, I don't even know if, I mean, now they probably have a temporary order, but uh, they imputed her wages day one. Mine, nope. They didn't do that. <clears throat> so child support services in California was like, yeah, you know, we'll impute her wages. And that would have saved me hundreds of dollars a month. I mean, technically now, if I would have done it way back when, it would have been thousands of dollars. <clears throat> but I know that the ex would have tried to burn everything to the ground. And it just wasn't, I mean, there were times where I'd get angry at her and I'd make some comments about money and she wouldn't say anything to me, but she would take it out on the kids and do it in such a way that it actually hurt my relationship with the kids. So you got to pick your battles. So definitely understand what you're saying, Father X, but uh, I also understand what John's thinking too. So Derek says, I, <laughs> you write the keyboard. 
So it's actually kind of funny because I think it almost said meow on it, on it. So your cat actually jumped on the right letters. That's awesome. Uh, I get the momentum dying. You got to keep posting regularly or even hand it over to, to other people. Um, yeah, I know. And I'm not really willing to do that. Uh, but, uh, but I get, yeah, exactly. And I, and I completely understand that when I, if I, when I jump back into this and start have coming a regular, doing a regular schedule and making regular videos again, I, my expectation is it's going to take a while to get the momentum going. And then I just have to decide whether is, is it worth it to create content that I basically already covered? Do I just let it sit out there? Do I do something different? Do I, you know, what do I do? Um, I'll probably be asking you guys for input on that when I get to that point. Tiffany, shameless plug, Dwayne had a camping, has, has a camping channel. (laughs) So yeah, Chuck, check that out. Uh, I already mentioned that on Derek's comment. Kern Desert Prepper. Okay, so here's the thing I have to mention is that my Facebook channel or whatever is tied to both. I do, I do my camping stuff and everything on that too. So, so hello, Kern Desert Chet Preppers. I'm sure this channel is probably nothing you would ever be interested in, but uh, I'll have to check your channel out. I haven't heard of you before. So, uh, and I happen to be in the, in Kern Desert. So in Kern County in the desert. So this person has got to be close to me. So, oh, John says it'd be 50 or a hundred bucks a month college, no plan. If she works longer and makes more. Yeah. So it's not even worth it. I mean, it's like, what's the point? You know, I mean, I guess maybe if the person is being a complete pain, there can be, if you have that order where they're supposed to do something, it gives you some leverage kind of but you have to decide if it's worth it. I remember a friend of mine, eh, not a friend, but a coworker, acquaintance I knew at work that he was paying, he had full custody of the kids, but he was paying at the 50, 50 rate. And I was still angry. And I'm like, man, that ain't right. You know, she, she shouldn't, you know, you, you she, you shouldn't be paying that. And he's like, brother, I'm playing in my mind. I'm doing this as an insurance policy with the kids. If I go back, she's going to try to She's not going to, she's going to be more or try to get involved, not because she wants to see the kids, but just to try to reduce the money and it'll make it worse for my kids. And I get it now. Years ago, I couldn't. Oh, Tiffany. Let me grab this real quick. Tiffany did a super sticker, uh, which is a super effective video game guy. Uh, I'll, I'll read the text because I always enjoy doing that. It says video game controller punches and kicks in between the words. Super effective. Outstanding. Thanks, Tiffany. Appreciate it. Appreciate the super sticker. Appreciate you guys. Gray Haze Radio says, oh man, super late. Thanks for jumping in, man. Oh, just so you guys know, uh, it, for some of the, you know, the original, my, my main audience, I guess. Um, I've actually recently got into ham radio. I have my, my ham radio license now, a GRMS license. Uh, I'm be trying to become more active in the Tachapi area radio or t- t- uh, amateur radio club or, t- or actually it's the Tachapi amateur radio association. Hopefully my youngest is going to take their ham test 
<clears throat> this coming Saturday. Uh, Debbie's planning on taking it, so we might be a house full of hams, uh, which could be interesting. So that way, and and I don't have a picture of it. Debbie purchased a 19, no, no, not 19, a 2004 Jeep Wrangler TJ two-door that uh, will be fun. So it's technically it's sitting in my driveway right now, but I got to get that. We got to get that up to her so she can use that to drive around in the snow up in Tatchby. Emily, what did you say? I got to look. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, let me do a search. So I... Emily B, I haven't seen you in a while. Emily says, seeing the narcissist getting married, happy, and with a career, and being in the same city makes me feel sick, disgusted, angry, and again, angry. In this F world, only bad people seem to win. Here's the thing, Emily. I know what you're saying. I agree with you. I used to feel the same way. The thing to remember is a narcissistic, toxic person fundamentally is not happy. They're damaged and they can't get away from it. So they will destroy everything. And there are times where they will look like everything's happy, but you have to take a step back. And more than likely, you can remember your time with a person and remember that they're not exactly the greatest, you know, loving piles of joy that you've ever been around. This, that concept that I'm talking about took me a long time to realize because I felt like I was just getting mighty blow after mighty blow. And that uh, as a result of that, you know, they were living the high life and I was just getting brutalized. I've come to realize that every toxic narcissistic person, even if they have an illusion or a bubble around them that makes it look like they're happy and smiling, they're not. And, but I understand what you're saying because I used to feel the same thing. So I said, apologies for venting my frustration. Nope, not a problem, Emily. That is, ex <clears throat> understand exactly what you're saying. Been there myself. So do not worry about that. Um, I know that doesn't make necessarily make it go away. But uh, I'd, I would just ask you to look at fundamentally who they really are as a person. And hopefully you will uh, see or start to see the reality of what it is. Like I said, it took me a long time to do that. All right, let's see here. Yeah, so no worries about that. Already did Tiffany's. I'll just go ahead and hit Tiffany's super sticker again because I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Tiff. Uh, Tim says, Emily, it's a mirage. Live your life and be the best that you can be. Focus on being a parent and keeping yourself healthy. And... Do not compare yourself, your life to their life. That is the other trap that we get in on this is that you can, well, you do one thing. You compare your life to their life. And if they're skipping around, having a great time, it makes it, it you're doing that comparison. Not a good thing. Black hole thinking made a video about that. Uh, I would say, if, Emily, if you haven't seen that in a while, go check that out. And uh, the other thing is, is that you have to look at your life by itself, right? You have to rebaseline your life and start rebuilding and not thinking about the way your life used to be or what used to happen. I mean, what you, you, you can't, you know, you just, cause it will drive you crazy and it won't help you heal and start to take your life back. The other thing is, is you have to become okay with yourself. 
You can't be desperate to be in a relationship. You can't be desperate to find somebody and show the world that you can, you know, and I used to feel this way. And it's like, oh my God, I got to find somebody. And uh, that is a recipe for disaster. You have to get to the point that you're okay by yourself. And if you find somebody and they compliment your life and you compliment their life, great. And if not, and you can be happy, uh, and you can be happy in your vehicle on top of a tent next to a lake by yourself, drinking a cup of coffee, listening to the wind blow through the trees. Great. Now, hopefully I'll be able to take Debbie with me on these things too. But you know, I'm, if I'm doing it by myself, I'm okay. Anyways, I digress. Oh, oh, I didn't know that was okay. (laughs) So current desert preppers. I actually know that's right. I remember him telling about that. He had a channel. So, and I had told him about that. So he's, he's one of my new ham friends. So I've always been ham. John says, I've always been interested in ham radio. Well, John, you should go ahead and take the test, man. It's not that expensive. There's a bunch of channels on you. If you don't want to pay for a course, I ended up paying for the ham radio prep course. It was like 20, well, I'm a vet, so I got it for a little bit cheaper. So it was like 24 bucks video courses with tests. But, but there's also a lot of channels online who give you that course uh, to, to, to teach you how to take the technician level with a basic level course. It costs you, I think, $15 to set up an FCC account. It costs you, um, actually, maybe it doesn't cost you to set up the FCC account. I can't remember. It's like 10 or $15 to take the test. Uh, 25 or $30 to once you pass the test to apply for the license. Uh, there is a ton of cheap, you know, the Biofang UV5Rs, which everyone complains about. You literally can buy those on Amazon for like $24. So you can get a radio that you can, you can use and mess around with for cheap. You can get a little bit better radios for under $100. Um, I would definitely look into it and uh, give, it a, give it a go. Tim says, if I got into ham radio, I would need mayo and cheese and bread to be a sandwich radio person. <laughs> it gets so expensive. It now don't. Yeah, I, I, I get it there. It's so easy. I've actually dumped some extra money into this thing and I'm like, oh my God, I got to stop. I mean, I got, I got, I got my, my, uh, my Yesu owner. Let's see, let me cover my face. So it'll focus. Come on, focus. I got my Yesu five FT five D. With my little, uh, I can't remember what this is called, a something stick antenna. Um, Don't need that radio. To be honest, I ended up putting a mobile in my truck. That's probably mainly what I need. Uh, I have, and and if you decided to go that route, the uh, QRZ, QRZ QRZ.com has a deal with Gigaparts to where you can get a radio the programming cable, software, battery charger, those five things, I think, plus a, hand, a startup guide for 20 bucks. They used to be free. Like if you're a new, if you pass your test and you can, you pass within the last few months, you can submit that. I did that. I have that. It's, you know, I mean, it's not the greatest radio in the world, but hell, it was a $20 radio with the, I mean, hell, the, the software and the cable is $50. 
And there was for 20 bucks, I got all that. Anyways, so anyone looking into that, you should do it. I know that radio people sometimes can be weird, but you should do it. <laughs> Back on what Emily was saying, Derek says to Emily, remember, it's all fake. Dwayne is right. They are only happy with hurting people and they, and they have to live in chaos. They need chaos to thrive, which means they will uh, just create that. And the really sad part is the person they're with, they will consume and use that person for everything they can possibly get. And when they finally run through that person, they will cast them aside. It might take 10 years. It might take six months. You don't know. <laughs> Tiffany says uh, to Emily B. Simba, everything the narc touches turns to poo eventually. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Emily says, thank you guys. Really helped me be part of the community that can't understand. Maybe because I was just laid off from my company, I kind of started to feel depressed and my mind is starting to be against me. Yeah, it's really tough. Um <clears throat> You know, when it, it, and it's really tough whenever your life starts having problems. I, okay, what you're talking about, Emily, uh, a few years back uh, before I really started to heal on this, every time I would have a problem, when I say problem, I mean financially, I would look at it and it would just irritate the crap out of me. Like whenever I'd be it's like a bill would be due and I have, you know, $10 in my, and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, there were times I had zero month, zero dollars in my account and then a bill would come in and I'm like, how am I going to pay this? I don't, I don't have any credit left, you know, and I'm looking at what the, and I was doing, doing what I preach against now is I was comparing my life, looking at the ex, looking at them going around, doing whatever they want, going on trips, going, you know, hanging out with people, going to the coast, you know, watching every movie that came out. It's like, I'm just like their life didn't hit a miss a beat. And here I am circling the toilet bowl. And it just was like, jump. it was like dumping salt into the wound. So just, you can't compare your life to the other person's life. And just, it's hard. It's hard. It was really hard for me. Derek, thanks for the super chat. Let's see if I can pull this up. Uh, it says, dang it. For the moderator, Debbie, for sticking by you, can only imagine the offline conversations and also for making a special appearance. Oh, did Debbie jump on? Oh, man, I didn't even see her come on. I didn't tell her I was going live. For making a special appearance today, miss your live show. This is a live therapy session, so please try to keep it up. I will try, uh, Derek. And like I said, in September, I got a few months left. I'm planning on focusing on my youngest graduation. Well, okay, my youngest graduates high school. My middle daughter graduates university. And my son graduated, my oldest graduates with his associate degree and is getting ready to go off to UNLV in the summer. So I am kind of trying not to make sure that I light myself on fire before that happened. But I, I haven't done a live stream in a long time and I really wanted to do one. So that's why I went ahead and did today. So thanks so much for that. So, oh, maybe you're talking about me making the appearance. So, 
So Father X has to go, says, I got to go. Great talking to you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too, man. And thanks for sharing your successes with us, Father X. I do appreciate it. Anyways, all right. If there is anything else anyone would like to hit, God, two hours. See, the other positive thing I just want to throw out there is uh, I'm starting to get my diabetes under control because normally uh, I would have to have I would have had to have taken a pause, if you know what I mean, at the hour mark. I'm starting to get close. I'm starting to get to that point where I might have to uh, to, to shut this off. Emily says, thank you guys. God bless you and appreciate the support. Hey, Emily, I think you're on my Discord, but if you are not, if you guys scroll down into the video description on this, you will see an uh, invite link for the Discord. If you go to my website, dadsfivingdivorce.com, and you scroll down, there's this Discord thing that shows the people that are on there. You can join via that as well. You only need to hit that once, create the account. Please do not access the Discord by following the, the join link because all you will end up doing is creating multiple accounts. Um, I know it's a little confusing, but uh, I do have a private Discord. It's got a good group of people on it. And uh, it's I think it's a better environment than... I think it's a better environment than uh, a lot of the Facebook pages because of just the toxicity and stuff of people who are on Facebook. So uh, let's see if I can pull, let's see if I can get to, all right, so if I go to my page, now this is, okay, so if you go to my main YouTube page, if you go to youtube.com slash at DSD, I actually got that, that is mine, which is cool, uh, that will take you directly there. If you look right here, and if I just swallowed on the microphone, I apologize. There is a Discord icon. It basically looks like a little controller. That will get you the same invite link. Or if you click on any video, here, let me just grab this one. I'll click on this one, and I will pause it. And if you scroll down and you show more, uh, become a member, where is it at? Oh, look, link for my camping channel. I'm going to look over here because it's, Text is bigger. Coaching. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Right down here. Discord. That is that is like, that's probably buried. But you can also find it there. <clears throat> so, anyways. That's me and my truck. Uh, alrighty. So, thanks so much for the super chat, Derek. Derek, I really appreciate that. John says, Dwayne, you are the only one who focuses on the children in the narcissism niche. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I, I agree with that comment. Um, you know, maybe I'm biased on that, but it, it's weird that a guy, dad, is the one doing this. So, and that's the reason why it's, it's kind of weird, right? Because, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, I've had in the past people say, you know, you should be more focused on men's stuff. And, uh, you know, just be a guy channel. And I'm not, um, as you guys can see, I have, uh, I have moms and women in the, in the chat. I really focus this more on, you know, for the target of narcissistic abuse and on how to help your kids. Because that's really the key. And if you're a parent and you're here, that's what you want to know how to do. I even have some 
I have like another little sub niche of uh, people who are grandparents who um, have narcissistic daughter-in-laws. I don't make a lot of videos on that in, in, anymore, but um, you know, there's a group of people who are every, every, probably every couple of months I'll get a new person who is uh, who's in that category and I'll try to provide some, uh, some counsel for them. I'll try to answer as many, I try to answer as many emails as I can. Uh, obviously I get, it's just hard, you know, um, and, and then the other option is just to do the coaching thing, because if you, if you book time, I am going to make time obviously, cause you're paying for it, but make time and focus on, you know, give you that time to focus on your issue. Chuck did a super chat. Thank you so much for that, Chuck. But you didn't say anything, man. Oh, here you go. It says, good to see you. Uh, you helped me tremendously in 2017. Going to take the kids out. Thanks again. Good for you, man. I hope you have a good time. Oh, what I want to say to everybody. If, uh, if I've helped you and you're doing something fun, either by yourself or with your kids, and you take a selfie, email it to me. I won't post it. But I want to see, I love seeing pictures of people who, um, who've been part of the community and especially love seeing them in better times. So you can just email that at uh, Dwayne at dadsurvivingdivorce.com and I would love to see that. Oh, I thought, I, Emily, I thought I'd seen you on Discord. Yep, I will look into it. Never use Discord. Oh, uh, the other thing about Discord, there is a web version so you don't have to download an app there is a desktop version so you can download an app and if you want you can uh there are iphone and or ios and android versions so you can actually run it on your smartphone as well so um anyways all righty guys uh, let's see tim says uh Emily, also remember that social media always shows other lives as better than reality. So don't try to compare to the fake. That is an outstanding point because social media is uh, curated. I mean, technically, even whenever I make my uh, camping videos, I'm not, I'm not, well, I guess technically not a lot of stuff goes wrong, but you know, I'm trying to make it a one. Well, I just enjoy making the videos anyway. So <clears throat> anyways, I digress. So. Emily says, thank you, Tim. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this. It is tough, but have to move forward. Yeah, they try and they try to make sure that you don't. They try to drag you back down into the pit of hell. And it's not. It's not hard to get sucked into that. It's weird. I was thinking about that earlier today. You know, just every once in a while, I'll go through this thing where I'll have a, a thought where I'm like, you know, why does it have to be this freaking hard? You know, I really cared about my ex. I loved her. You know, I mean, this nightmare never wanted. I'm glad I'm out of it. Don't get me wrong. But there are times where I'm just like, man, why? You know, anyways. <laughs> uh, 
This is funny because this is kind of what I was just talking about. And I think, Gray, you, you put this you put this before I said this. It says, Dwayne, you always have a way of doing one of these streams when I'm stuck thinking, why doesn't she, uh, why doesn't she stop the BS and when will this end? Thank you for all you do, sir. That is so crazy, man, because I, I, what I just said, I hadn't seen your comment. That is funny. And obviously, if you're saying that, you were already thinking that before, uh, before the stream started. So, all right, guys, I think I'm going to try to wrap this up. Um, let's see. Oh, Tiffany just said something. Let me see. Uh... <laughs> Tiffany says, the coffee incident. Mistakes happen. But that was kind of funny. Uh, I'd love to be so upset if uh, I were camping. I, uh, if I remember correctly, I went to make coffee with my jet boil type thing or whatever. And uh, I was, the damn thing fell over. And I remember looking, my coffee's dumped all over the ground. And all I got is this jet engine, you know, jet boil. I think it was a jet boil or whatever it was. One of those camping, camping stoves, just, you know, you know, flame shooting out across the ground you know so on top of everything else my coffee was gone and uh, luckily I didn't catch anything on fire but I was like oh crap so anyways all right guys I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna wrap it up thanks everybody for the support today I really appreciate it um if you if anybody has any suggestions or or anything you know like what I was talking about earlier about the direction and stuff like that or topics, uh, definitely send me an email or shoot it in a comment. Uh, I'd appreciate it. And uh, like I said, I, I am planning on after this summer, I'm planning on still doing some one-off stuff. Um, I'm probably going to start trying to, you know, get myself back into the groove because I've kind of been in a, in a, on an extended hiatus. But uh, I'm looking in September, once all this stuff's done, technically be done in August, but, you know, September 1st, you know, my case with a family court should be closed and uh, that'll give me a lot more flexibility on what I can do. Uh, at that point, the kids should be doing their own thing. So I won't be having to move people around and stuff like that. So it should, uh, it's definitely going to be a change. So um, I'm a, I'm still hoping that uh, my youngest and I will still, because they're the only one who enjoy camping. Um, my middle daughter doesn't like bugs and being outside. I can't say that I blame her. Uh, my son has a disability, so him moving around just doesn't work well. So it's not really his his cup of tea. But my, my youngest uh, really does seem to enjoy it, seems to enjoy doing the off-road stuff. Um, so hopefully... Hopefully, when they become an adult, we will uh, be able to continue to do some stuff. But, you know, I also understand that, I mean, once you start working and you start doing stuff and you have your own relationships and all that kind of stuff, you know, spending time with, with good old dad is probably not going to be as easy. Um, I just know that's, that's just the way life is. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, Ted said, Dwayne, your refund check is in the mail. Whoops, I didn't come up. There we go. Uh, John says, you got to have a life too. Absolutely. You absolutely have to do stuff for your, you know, it, it, you have to do stuff for yourself or you have to do stuff to find your peace. 
and, uh, and tranquility. You have to. Ted, oh, seriously, you're going to ask a question like this as I'm trying to wrap it up. Is marriage a good idea? <sighs> That's a tough one. I would say that if you're if your ex, and this is not going to be a, a popular, this is not going to be a popular thought. Since you're here, most people here have toxic narcissistic exes. If that is your situation, getting remarried to somebody or getting marrying a, a new person is very, it's going to be tough. Because what's going to happen is your ex, your toxic ex, is going to try to burn everything to the ground. And when they can't get to you, they're going to start trying to use your kids to torture your new relationship. That's one of the reasons why Debbie and I, uh, although early on we had discussed moving in, but ultimately didn't. Uh, and we haven't, you know, we're dating, we're not married. And a lot of that is because I felt that had we gotten moved in together and got married, it would have lit everything on fire. And I don't think I would probably have the relationship I have with my kids right now because of it. Now, is it fair that a toxic ex is causing that kind of extra turmoil and making me make decisions that aren't necessarily maybe the best for me personally? No, it's not. However, <laughs> however, you know, it depends on what your priorities are. And my priority has been uh, trying to make sure that I'm there for my kids. And the sad part is, is Debbie has been there for my kids she has put money into it and it's <clears throat> gotten, you know, boop, zero credit. Not always, but you know, a lot of time. I mean, my, the, I guess technically you could probably make the argument saying, well, that since we're not married, then she's just a, just, just a girlfriend that I've been with for almost 10 years in January. It'll be 10. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's been really hard on her. So Ted, is marriage a good idea? It's really hard to say because you can expect that your ex is going to try to light everything on fire. It looks like Heather is saying that too. Heather is saying uh, so hard and then says, or the new partner. So it's, it is, it is. And, and the sad reality is, is a lot of the new partners are not going to think that it's really as bad as it is. I mean, we've, I've made videos with Debbie on this in the past and she's discussed how in the past she thought, oh, okay, well, it can't be that bad. You know, she's a nice person You know, Debbie's a nice person. She'll be able to be civil and stuff with the ex. And, you know, it, it wasn't until she started getting targeted that she realized, oh my God, you were, you know, you were not exaggerating. So now the flip side to it is, I will say this, and this is my trauma putting out there. After being with somebody for 21 years, that's how long I was married, who I supported 
and gave them that stay-at-home mom life, uh, I'm kind of at the point in my life where I am never doing that again, right? Which is not fair to Debbie, but at the same time, I am, I mean, one, I'm too old to, to do this again and hit the reset button financially. So my idea of taking, or my idea of having someone else sticking their hand in my pocket and Debbie's never been like that. I mean, we have been, you know, share, go out to dinner and split the bill. And, you know, I mean, especially earlier on when I was really broke, I mean, now it's to the point where I can cover things more. So it's not as big of an issue, but, but she's very aware of that. Um, so it's put a lot of strain. It's put a lot of strain on the relationship. So Ted, I would say, let me put you back on the screen, Ted. I would say uh, it really depends. You got to weigh it. And then you also have to weigh the pros and cons of it. And uh, I think at one point, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, for Debbie and I where it's just financially, it's complicated, right? I can't move. Her house is too small for us to move in. Now, when the kids are all gone, maybe, right? Um, but it's like she couldn't, you know, moving to my place didn't make sense. I couldn't afford to move up closer to her. I mean, that would have been the best solution is just find a place in that town because she's like 45 minutes away. And then, you know, we'd be able to do more stuff on off time just because of the proximity. Uh, so it's made it really complicated. So, I mean, you just have to, to like weigh the consequences, you know, pick your battle, understand what you're dealing with. And then if, anybody any I mean Heather was even talking about this Heather said they can also become a new target for the ex no they will not can not possibly they will become a target absolutely absolutely maybe not directly maybe you know maybe the, your ex isn't going to be saying you know oh the new person is a piece of crap but I mean just stupid stuff I, I I'll tell you one story what Whenever Debbie's daughter was getting married, um, they were doing the makeup-y thing, right? So the girls were were with uh, Debbie's daughter and Debbie, and they went and did makeup. They went to Sephora, and they did the, the makeup-y thing. And the, my girls were, like, excited. They, they had fun. It was great. They looked cute, and uh, they had fun. Go back to their mom. And guess what happens when they come back? It's like, oh, mommy doesn't. We don't like makeup. Makeup's terrible. Mommy never wears makeup. You know, uh, I don't understand why people wear makeup, right? And it was subtle. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. And, and to be honest, my, my ex didn't wear a lot of makeup. She wore makeup, but she didn't wear a lot. And it was just, I mean, it was that type of subtle thing, you know, and it was hurtful. And I mean, Debbie took those type of pseudo punches to the face all the time. It, it's, you know, so the new person has to understand that and understand what they're getting into, you know? Oh, and Heather says a hundred percent. Yep. So Ted, did that, did that answer your question? Was that helpful? I'll, I'll, I'll wait to see if you answer before I shut everything down and let's see, is someone else going to do that to me? Is someone else going to ask one of those hard questions right at the end. My coffee is getting cold. I wonder if I even had anybody watch on Facebook. I see a couple of comments. I don't know how to see 
I mean, I know here it shows it, but it, I don't know if it's not showing. Well, no, I guess technically it says there's one person watching on Facebook, but there's no number. I only see that because YouTube says a number and anyways, whatever. I digress. I digress. All right. Well, I think I am going to start wrapping things up. Um, let's see. All right. On that, uh, I am going to try to hit this button, but I have no idea what it's going to do. So let's see if it implodes everything. I'm even going to do the music. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. What's rolling across the screen right now is an old list of all the channel members because I have to remember how to pull the list down to recognize the current channel members. But thanks everybody who supports the channel, supports what I do. Keep your eyes peeled because I am planning on making a comeback and I'll chat with you on the next one. All right.